good Thursday evening and welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Thursday Night Throwdown. It's me, it's me, it's me guy KG, joined by the man that signs all the checks, makes it possible, the boss, BJ. What's up? B, we got some serious, serious, serious talking to take care of, and it's something I said it uh, on a Tuesday night throwdown that either John Wall or Bradley Beal had to go. Right. And what what happened on Wednesday? Boom bang kapow! John Wall traded All Star guard for All Star guard to the Rockets. For Brody, Russell Westbrook. Um, first and foremost, your initial thoughts on this trait. My initial thoughts as a lifelong—I'm not gonna say lifelong, but a long-standing Wizards fan, Bullets fan—it um, hurts, it stings a little bit, <clears throat> but. It's also something that was needed to happen uh, for various reasons. We'll, you know, dive deeper into it, and you know, as we go along. But, um, you know, this is something that both players needed, and you know, the circumstances circumstances surrounding both teams, both teams, both organizations needed this to happen. Um, I also didn't the Wizards send a first a protected first round picks to to the Rockets also for John with John. Yes, sir. So yeah, man, it's um, it's a somber day. It's 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 needed though. Um, man, you know John meant a lot to this city. Uh, I'm gonna read you what he posted to his Instagram statement in a little bit, but uh, for number one, number one, uh, 19 years old, you know. When you watch a player grow, you know, you know, just not as a basketball player, but as a human being, you know, as, you know, you get to watch, you know, the highs and the lows off the court, on the court. Um, John was this city for a long time. You know, John Wall, you knew everybody in town knew who John Wall was. Um, he showed the city love, the shitty city loved him back. And, uh, you know, just unfortunate that, um, you know, his time here, that he couldn't have better teams built around him to take advantage of what he could do on the court. Um, you know, that's no, that's definitely not his fault. You know, that's, that, that blame goes on Ernie Grunfield for not putting a team together, you know, from top to bottom that could compete in the East consistently. So... Um, this is something I, I'll compare John to Ryan Kerrigan, and I said this before the the Washington football team season started. We was talking about, you know, maybe Ryan being the odd man out, and I say, you know, look, yes, he has a long standing. He he's been a heart and soul of the team, a leader. Like for for Ryan Kerrigan, you couldn't ask for a better person to be the face of your franchise or one of the faces of your franchise. Um, you know, so when I was, you know, advocating for him to be traded, I wanted him to go to a contender. I wanted him to go somewhere where the rest of his career, 
you know, because he's up there in age, would be meaningful. You could go to the playoffs. He can experience a deep playoff run, you know, get to the right team and experience a Super Bowl run. So, and I'm going to say the same thing for John. I wish John nothing but the best. I want to see him. I've been saying it the last couple of weeks um, before the, the news came out that the Wizards and the Rockets were talking about trading all-star guards. That, you know, no, I mean, no disrespect to John in any type of way, but, it, you know, basketball-wise, nothing else. When we talk about straight basketball, a change needed to be made because now the Wizards are catering to Bradley Bill. They consider him their future. So right now they're trying to put all the chips on the table. So when it's time for him, I think it's 2022, 23 to, to re-up, that they could, you know, make – you know, one, he's willing to sign here. Two, they're giving him a reason to sign. So with John going to Houston, if they keep James Harden, which I think they will now, I think Russ and, and, and James Harden had a little beef and one of them had to go, Russ is gone. Um, um, Alan, uh, Gary, you know, a, a sideline junkie, he told me, I didn't know that they signed DeMarcus Cousins, Houston. So, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this throughout the, uh, the broadcast here. KG, what's your, your initial reactions? Well, I, I was relieved because I wanted to see if you're going to trade John Wall, I didn't want to see him go to like the Knicks for a first round pick. But I was also kind of confused because we're talking. Um, a problem for a problem. And I think that hurt John Wall when it was said, but call a spade a spade. Uh, Russell Westbrook is a problem, can be a problem, but he can also be very valuable and he can score his ass off. Uh, then I, I looked at it from the other standpoint of it. Um, how does this affect Bradley Beal? How does it, it affect his uh, progression? Does he regress? Does uh, Hachimura regress? How does it affect uh, Thomas Bryant and, and Troy Brown? And I think Mahimi's coming back. Um, how does it affect the bigs? I mean, that's my, my whole initial thing. But one thing that I didn't care for and I said it on Twitter last night. Had a good dialogue with a friend of the show, Keith Franzese. And I was wondering why in the world were so many people dogging John Wall on the way out. When this man, when he played, he gave his heart and soul. You know, you got happy when you saw that spin pass. You know, you got happy to see him racing up and down the court. But yes, he has been hurt. I mean, it happens, but so many people are like, good riddance, you know, bye. We didn't want you here anyway. And I'm like, this dude has done nothing but stood up for this city. So that's the, 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 the range of emotion that I've been through in the last two days. Now, and personally, I'm not vested enough into this team to say, Oh man, I, I, the Wizards got the best end of this deal. Oh man, 
the Rockets got the best in this deal. We won't know until the season starts in about a month. No, shoot. It starts 20-some days, 19 days. Yeah. yeah, less than 20 days. So we'll find out then. I think what you're talking about, because when the initial talk happened a week or so ago that this trade could happen, 90% of D.C. came to John's defense. Um, you know, and, you know, it, it was well, you know, it was nice to see. He, it was well-deserved because he's done a lot for the city. Um, I think the the venom and the spike came from when, and I don't know if it was confirmed or not, that he had requested a trade. Um, so some of the venom and spike might have been from that. You know how, you know, KG, we've been doing this podcast for three years now. You know how, and we've been sports fans all our lives. You know how quick, uh, uh, you know, sports fans can change their, their direction on a dime. They can love you one minute, one quarter, and hate you the next quarter. You know, so, um, and you know, John's been in this game for ten years. John Wall, he knows this comes with the territory, and he knows, you know, from ninety percent of DC, he has nothing but love. And, you know, and we'll, I want to break down how this trade affects both teams. Um, you know, we can, you know, maybe start with the Rockets and work our way back to the Wizards last. Uh, but I do want to read what John posted on his uh, Instagram about eight hours ago. So this is from John Wall. It says, Dear DC, where do I even begin? Ten years is a long time to think back on. I came to D.C. as a skinny 19-year-old kid with big dreams and goals. You embraced me and my family with open arms. You rock with me from day one until now. From a young rookie to an all-star, I did my best to make you proud. Through good times like that game six versus Boston, through injuries and rehab. I always felt the love from you. I appreciate you and always will have love for D.C. I may not wear the jersey anymore, but I will never forget what I meant to represent y'all, what it meant for me to represent y'all. This isn't the way I thought I would say goodbye to you, to the city, so I won't. I will say thank you. Um, him and Russ posted, you know, um, both Russ posted something to Houston, whoever does podcasts in Houston can read that to Houston fans. Because I don't care about y'all. Um, but, you know, so... <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, but, you know, let, let's start with John and going to Houston. Like, here, here's here's what I've been harping on. Uh, I've been very, very critical of the Wizards. It, it's just, and remember, guys, you know, listen, these are our opinions. You know, this is what we think, you know, you, you're more than welcome to have your own opinion on your own show. Or you can join us, call in, you know. Um, I invited a couple of uh, people that I think know basketball very well. We Hopefully we'll hear from them in the upcoming weeks, especially when the season starts. I definitely want to get those guys on here and get their thoughts because they're hardcore Wizards fans and basketball fans, and I respect their opinions and get on here and let them shoot the shit. Um, but John going to Houston, I think – just eyeballing it, I think it's a better fit for James Harden. You get rid of uh, uh, Russ, get rid of Brody, 
somebody that's ball dominant, um, not a very good three-point shooter, but he is explosive, okay? We, we know that. We know he's an MVP, triple-double machine, okay? But you get John Wall, and if John Wall rehab and can get back to John Wall, the blaze and speed, if he can get back um, to playing defense, good defense, not 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 all-star cherry-picking defense, but really good, solid defense like I know he can play, then this is a really good pickup for Houston. Like, you're, you're taking a gamble. Like KG said, it's problem for a problem. And, you know, you, 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 you interpret it how you want to. You know, problem doesn't always mean bad problem. Sometimes it means, like, look, we have an issue, you have an issue, like, you know, the whole issue in Houston with Russ not playing, you know, Russ and, and Hard not want to play with each other anymore, or that being a rift, that situation popped up. And guess what? Washington, like, look, we need a we need a fresh start here. We need a fresh start here. Tommy Shepard knows that the John Wall, Bradley Bill combination is not going to win championships in DC. Now I'm not saying the Russell Westbrook, Bradley Bill one will either, but the the goal is when you put a team out on the court is to win the championship. Now the odds of that happening, depending on what your team is, you know, varies. You know, everybody's not the Lakers. Everybody's not the Clippers. You know, you know, everybody doesn't have these, you know, stacked teams. You got to build. And in Washington, they're not in a complete rebuilding stage, um, but the door is open because they got some pieces, some unknown pieces. The kid they just drafted, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. The kid they just drafted from Israel, um, you know, they signed Bertans back, sharpshooter. It's always good to have a sharpshooter. And, um, you know, so they got some pieces there that could, you know, they can build on. So now you have to see, like KG said, got to see what this gonna, what's going to happen on the court. So with that being said, I'm, KG, I'm going to go to you. What do you think about um, John going to Houston? And I see uh, Keith Post definitely going to be a playoff team. Yes, I, I think – Keith, I think that they were a playoff team with John. It's what caliber of playoff team. Like, I, I felt personally that they're ceiling with that combination of team with, with the teams in the East that have passed them the last couple of years. You talk about the Bucks. The Heat just went to the finals. The Celtics are a solid team. They just don't know how to win. The 76ers are a solid team. They don't know how to win, but they, they're we're talking about regular season. We're not talking about playoffs. So I'm talking about how these teams are doing the regular season up until the playoffs. Uh, hold on. Let me get you um, NBA Eastern Conference. I'm going to read you the teams that I thought were better than the Wizards going into the season with the John Wall-Bradley-Bill combination. Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Indiana, Miami, Philadelphia. You got the new kid on the Brock. Uh, block now with Brooklyn, KD and Kyrie Irving. And so that's, I just read you seven teams, right? So I thought at best that this was at the ceiling, at the height. If they, everybody was healthy, they played, this is a six seed. And a six seed would have ran into Boston. And that would have been a first round exit because they're not as deep as Boston. Um, 
You know, I mean, if you just go down a list, if they made an AFC, that's Milwaukee. Goodbye. You know, um, they've always had problems with Toronto. And Toronto is a really good, solid team. Um, you know, um, and we know what Miami did. Miami is a different animal now. Miami finished the fifth seed, but Miami's a different beast now. So, um, KG, what do you think about the Houston-John Wall combination? Well, one thing you can say about John Wall is he can pass his ass off. And he doesn't, he, he doesn't have to dominate the ball to be effective. I think a healthy John Wall in Houston, he got his man Boogie with him finally. Uh, healthy Boogie. I think you're going to see these guys do something. I mean, remember, they still got a rookie head coach down there. So he has to learn them. They have to learn him. But I can see John Wall averaging a double-double uh, down there in Houston. I, I can see him averaging 20 and 12. Easily. I, I mean, he's not – He's not looked at as the savior. He's not looked at as uh, the go-to guy. He's actually the the, the number two alpha. Because uh, Harden is going to be your number one. He's going to be your lead dog. So it, it's more it's pressure off of John's shoulders. So I think he's going to thrive with less pressure. And it's it's not going to be. It's going to be more along the lines of, well, what happened in Washington? I think it was too much put on him as the savior of the franchise than it needed to be and not enough help to be said savior. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. But it, 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 in John's tenure here, that 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 series they lost to Boston, the game six he's talking about where they came back and won, they won that game. And then I hate that he brings that series up because game seven, and I said this was his last week, KG, a week before, was the Kelly Olenek show. He put the Wizards out in that game seven of Boston. They could not stop Kelly Olenek. He, fin- he, he closed out that game seven. So that is a very bad memory. He brings up that game six after six or seven. <laughs> so it's like all that's all I remember. Kelly Olenek coming in. Jumper at the jumper. He gave Boston energy, rebound, jumper. Just just killed Washington. They had no answer for Kelly Olenek. The Wizards. You just let that sit in who I just said. Not not Tatum. No, no. Kelly Olenek is who they did not have an answer for. So, um, yeah. Hey, I, I every time I see him come on the court, that's all, all I have PSTD from that PSTD from that game. That's all I can think of is him hitting jumpers in the wizard's face. And they just looking around at each other. They have no answer for Kelly on it. But you so, know something crazy? He that? has he hasn't busted a great since that game. He's been he okay, but he ain't played like that since that game. That was his his that was his Super Bowl. <laughs> he came in game seven. And, hey, look, I'll never have a game seven coming in for anybody. So, hey, salute to Kelly Olenek. But he did it against my squad, so I hate him now, you know. So, and I'm glad you brought somebody up. DeMarcus Cousins. I've always felt DeMarcus Cousins is one of the most 
I'm not going to say overrated, but I'm going to say that when I when I see DeMarcus Cousins, I see raw t- just he's going off of God-given talent. I don't see somebody that work works works hard, works out. And now the last two years he's been injury played. He's a big man and me and Gary talked about this earlier. He got two injuries back to back. Two two injuries back to back. He's coming off an Achilles, right, KG? No, this is ACL this time. This it was ACL. It was a, actually three injuries back to back. It was Achilles, quad, and now ACL. So he's got to come back and fight all of that. But wait, when you talk about Boogie, you have to you have to address him properly. And I made that mistake. You made that mistake. World champion, Demarcus Cousins. I mean, yeah, he is a world champion, you know, but we both know he ain't do nothing for it. He got cut in the middle of the season. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so to you know, yeah, he got a world championship, but but he'll still get a ring. He'll still get a ring. I mean, if you want your ring that way, hey, by all means, if that's how you want your ring, go for it. But Houston's gambling. You you gambling that John's coming down there hundred percent healthy, and I don't think they would have took that gamble if they wouldn't have checked him over. They wouldn't have probably been at some workouts or had somebody, you know, showing them video, whatever the case may be. I don't think they would have took that gamble without knowing. But they are taking a gamble on Cousins. Um, I thought Cousins could have been so much better than Woody. And it's crazy because, you know, at the height of Boogie's career, like he's he was tops. He was it. He was the man. But it, it just he just seemed like one of those people that, Come to practice at one time, leave early. You know, don't put in no work. Put in, the, you know, if, if he got to go to the gym, it's because the team is mandating it. Um, you know, they just playing to the play. Just like Vince Carter, you know, just playing to play. God gave him talent. Doesn't want to be any better than what he is. He just, he's good with um, playing, dunking, playing, running, jump. That's all that man did for his whole career. Not interested in winning championships, and anybody that wants to debate that, just look at the last three or four teams he's played for. Not interested in winning championships. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's Houston. If they if they get a, a 85 percent Cousins, if they can get ninety five percent John Wall, Houston can make some noise. You know something, B got to say this looking over Houston's roster Boogie Cousins and Christian Wood are the two tallest players at 6'10 that they have on this team yes and yes that that that's pretty bad but hold on let me let me do this real quick because I, I think somebody has to go to bed we we, we would we're joined tonight as a listener by our sister Pacquiao who's Birthday is the day, and I wanted to wish her a happy birthday live on air so she can go to bed in peace. Happy motherfucking birthday. Now, go on to bed. You got to work tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Love you. Call you in a little bit. <laughs> yes, sir. Happy birthday. Um, Just looking over this this roster, it, it's it's crazy. They have... Nobody. They I mean, they got guards galore, guards and forwards. They don't have DeMarcus Cousins possibly is your only true center. 
And but you know why, right? Because Dan Tony, that's the way he yes. coached. Yeah, that's the way that's, he coached. That's, that's what he wanted. They gave him what he wanted. I think uh, Allen said something. Gary said something about it earlier. They didn't have anybody over six five. They wanted yeah. to go small ball, mm-hmm. and you know this is something we talk about all the time. Like, why do these coaches keep getting? This is not going to work in the NBA. It, it 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 might the moon might line up for you once every forty years where you could run six five six seven. You just got you know athletes out the gym, and but you don't have that. You, you, you know, know when that. When that would work, B? When? 1988, 89, and 90. Uh, yeah. Running the system, Paul Paul uh, Westhead's system at Loyola Marymount out in California where uh, Bo Kimball was a high-scoring forward and Hank Gathers at 6'7", six, 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 yeah. was your center, and he led the nation in scoring and rebounding. That's when that worked because he was an athletic freak. You don't have those type of thoroughbreds out here no more. You sure don't. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, man, that's the the Dan Tony ball has been shot down over and over and over again. It's it's fun to watch in the regular season. It's fun to watch Harden pop off and have the ball and, and be dominant. But when it comes playoff time, it just doesn't work. You can't. It can't. You can't sustain it. So, um, something else I want to throw out there before we switch gears and talk a hundred percent wizards and you know what this means for them. And and I want to throw in and I told you so because I kept saying that this is the NBA. Somebody would take John Wall's contract. Everybody kept saying. He got the Supermax. Nobody's going to take that. Somebody will always take the contract. Somebody took, remember, somebody took Otto Porter's contract. And he was grossly hey, 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 Wait, time out. Let, let, let's call a spade a spade. It's not somebody. It's my dumbass Bulls took his contract. Then this idiot gets caught and is about to get traded again because he had a fucking kickback during a fucking pandemic and nobody had a mask on. Hey, hey, bro, you know, like he is if, – if Wizards fans will remember, um, was it a playoff series? I want to say it was a playoff series, the last playoff series it, three years ago because they missed the playoffs the last two seasons. Whatever happened on Auto Port, he has not been the same player. I don't know if he got hurt that game. The game before, I don't know if somebody hurt his feelings, but I, I don't remember exactly who they played or whatever. I just know that that playoff series, I I, I thought he was hurt because he has not been the same since then, and they traded him. And <clears throat> like I said, we'll go to the Wizards in a little bit, so I'm not going to get into that. But I want to throw that out there that I told you all somebody would take that contract. Something's going to something always pops up where a superstar somewhere else isn't happy, and they need to make a change. It's, it's always going to be the, the you know the real estate's always going to be out there. Um, something else I want to throw out here, and I want y'all to think about this. Do not think for one second that Tommy Shepard, the GM of the Wizards, did not call Bradley Bill about this trade. 
Bradley Bill, remember, they're trying to cater to Bradley Bill. This is his team. Tommy Shepard, I don't I don't want to say he got permission from Bradley Bill, but he definitely talked to him about it. Hey, you know, we're thinking of, we, we're going to trade John. Are you okay with that? Saying, you know, we already know they do it with uh, Harden and Houston. You know, you, you run stuff fast, your star play. Hey, what you think about playing with John Wall? Um, so, yeah, just keep that in the back of your mind. Bradley Bill, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to say it like it's an underhanded thing, but yeah, Brad had some, I don't want to say he had input, but they definitely ran it past just to to probably get, hey, what you think about playing with Russell Westbrook? You know, are you okay with us, you know, trading John? Like I said, they're trying to keep him. They're trying to, you know, sign him to a max deal um, come when it's time to do that. And if he makes NBA, first all NBA team, then it's going to be a super max deal. So, you know, because um, he's definitely on everybody's map now with your season he just put up and the numbers he just put up. So now it's like, okay, you know, what are you going to do now? Here's Russ. Here's the MVP. And it, the interesting thing about this is, guess what? He's still number two now, which is crazy. They want this to be his team, but you just went and got an MVP and Russell Westbrook that's ball dominant. That's a walking triple-double. Who you think – and Russ's, Russ's demeanor commands attention. Everybody's going to be talking about what he's wearing, his demeanor on the court. He's It's going to be Russ's team, which is crazy because a week or two ago when this, the, the, you know, the whole rumbler came out about the whole possibility of this trade, we were talking about how this is Bradley Bill's team and how they want to build around him and this, that, and the other. But you just bring a, a more dominant player in. The resume speaks for itself. Um, hold on, I'm trying to get to it. Um, Wizards, man, Washington Wizards. Why can't I find the Washington Wizards, KG? Because the Washington Wizards are still trying to find themselves, BJ. Yeah, it shouldn't be this hard to find the Wizards. Well. I'm trying uh, to find them on Instagram because, oh, here they go, my fault. All right, so here's here's Russ's stats. 2016-17 MVP, nine-time All-Star, nine-time All-NBA, two-time scoring champion. Bradley Bill's resume has nothing on it. Absolutely nothing. So, um, do you have AKG? Did you want to you want to bring any other points from uh, the Houston perspective before we switch gears and go all in on the Wizards? Uh, just before we 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 go to the Wizards. Now, like I said, Houston has a rookie head coach, but he has Stephen Silas has he's supposed to have his dad, who's Paul Silas, Celtic mm-hmm. great. Um, well, no. Was the Celtics? I think he was. He did play. He played with the Celtics and the Suns, but he played a lot of places. Um, but um, he has him on the bench. He also has Jeff Hornacek, the great John Lucas, and I should say the great Jeff Hornacek on his bench. So I, I think this team is going to work, and I don't think you've seen the end of Houston doing some wheeling and dealing. Mm-hmm. 
because they're going to get themselves a big man. Yeah, and um, Delonte just chimed in. Russ is more reliable than John. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's been way more durable than John. Okay, durability-wise, yes. But if it came down to the last second shot and it's three seconds on the clock and I got to choose between uh, Russ and, and, and John Wall, I'm going with John Wall 100% of the time. Because I know John Wall can give me – he's going to take a good shot. He's going to take a serviceable shot. And if it's not good, he's going to dish it off to somebody that's open because he has court vision to do that. I will give John Wall that. I don't trust Brody with a, a last-second shot like that. Now, Delonte, if you're still listening, are you talking about durability, reliable as far as on the court reliable or like durability? Let us let us know. Uh, we'll keep it pressing. So, all right, so now we're we going to switch gears. We're going to come back to D.C. And we just, you know, what does this mean for the Wizards? Where, where do we predict durability? He's talking about durability. And I agree with you. Durability, Agreed. Russell, Westbrook is definitely – and that's why Washington's had to send that first-round protected pick. It, it's it's kind of like, an you know, a little bit more insurance. Like, I, you know. And that's not an argument you can make as a GM. Like, look, John's been hurt. We'll take him. We'll take the contract. Send us a first. And then Washington, like, all right, we'll send you a first. Can we send it first protected? And Houston, like, uh, all right, because we ain't really got no choice because Russ don't want to play here no more. That's how that conversation went. I like, like Houston, Russ, Russ got Houston by the balls. So they kind of, you know, but at the same time, it's like, look, we're sending you an MVP. So, you know, send us something back. So come out, you, you come out to the Wizards now and you look at the, the roster from, you know, top to bottom to see, you know, what this team is working with. Um, I'm trying to do a mock starting lineup. Of course, Bradley Bill, uh, David Bertans. Uh, Thomas Bryant, um, Russ, Bill, Bertans, Thomas Bryant, and Rue Hachimura. That's probably going to be your starting lineup. So starting lineup. So Thomas Bryant is six ten. Hachimura six eight. Russ is listed at six three, and Brad is six three, and then Bertans is six ten. So. Um, you know, they signed Robin Lopez. Yeah, I, you know, I think that. Do you think he's? You think he has a chance to start, or you think that's going to be insurance off the bench? Uh, Rolo can start. He can be insurance off the bench. I would rather have him off the bench if I'm the coach because he's going to give you dirty boards, but he's going to give you at least ten to fifteen points, and you're going to need that bench scoring with a lot of young puppies out there. You know who else I like that they still have on the roster? And this is a training camp roster, so, you know, everybody's not going to make it. Uh, Mortise Wagner. I like it. I like his mm-hmm. energy, man. I like, I like his energy, you know, the scrappiness. That, you know, you, you need players like that. But Rolo gives you all of that, you mm-hmm. know. So I hate to see it if he's the odd man out or they're going to carry, you know, three centers because, of course, the first-round draft pick is going to be on the team. So yeah, he signed him. his contract too. He signed his so contract on the first. So it's let me see. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. 
it's 20 players on the training camp roster. So let, out of those 20, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine spots already accounted for that I got. Mm. Who's your nine, admin up? I think it's going to definitely be – I think it's going to be Wagner. I think it's going to be um, – I wish it was Troy Brown Jr., but that's that's another that's another conversation. You, you still got you still got money tied up in him. Uh, um, Holmesley, a rookie from Liberty. I see it's an odd man out. And uh, Childs and Gill, you know, depending on how they do in camp, you know, because you, you know, you you need forwards. They got this centers locked up. Thomas Bryant and Robin Lopez, your guards, Bradley Bill, um, Russell Westbrook, Ish Smith. Um, does Isaac Bonga, do they keep him? Um, I think it's forward. You know, you got Hachimura, you got the new guy, and then, you know, you're going to have to have someone behind him. So, you got Bertans. Yeah, I mean, Bertans is more of a shooting forward, shooting. Yeah, but now that he signed that contract, you, you got to put him on. He signed, what, a three-year deal? What was it? What was a one-year I, deal? I don't remember. I, I know he got paid. <laughs> I know he got he got paid for you know he he definitely five years eighty million yeah he got paid yeah he got and, paid I'm, but you got a seven foot two center on his team I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name from uh Latavia yeah Latvia yeah, I, I mean but you know seven foot two don't mean nothing if you can't move and, and, right yeah that's you know. Sean um, Bradley, George Mirasan. Exactly. You know, just space takers. Uh, you just on the court because you're seven two, you know? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. I mean Robin Lopez is seven foot. So But you Right. Your first round pick, and I said this the other night, and anybody chime in on this one. Uh Denny. I've jeez, uh, hold on, let me get it right. Avidia. Avidia. I had to look up the pronunciation so I get it right. Avidia? Yeah, I think that's the, the correct pronunciation. When we get off air, I'll have somebody say it to me. Okay. Or I just take it to my wife and have her pronounce it because she's good with this shit. But I, I think about this. What if this kid is... You remember, we talked about this a long time ago. And um, we we talked about Jordan and they called Ron Harper before his knee injury the poor man's Jordan because he could drop 30 on you in a heartbeat. What if this kid's the poor man's uh 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 Luca? Luca, yeah. What if what if he's that? Because he's it's one thing about kids to come out of, especially he played for Maccabi Tel Aviv. That's one of the best teams overseas. He was a star. Look at what Luca did from overseas. Look at what Drazen Petrovic, Arvita Sabon. I named a lot of foreign players. What if this kid is the second coming of Luca already? And all he needs is time. And then all of a sudden, you know, y'all got something formidable. And he's coming off the bench for now. But by the middle of the season, this cat's starting. And he's giving you, 
You got Russ giving you 20. You got uh, 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 Bill giving you 30. Well, no, nah, Russ giving you 30. Bill giving <laughs> you 30. <laughs> and then you that got. Was a little, that was a low blow, but go ahead. I don't know if everybody <laughs> caught it, but go ahead. <laughs> but you getting you getting everything firing and all on all cylinders. I think it, like I said, it would save Scott Brooks's job. Number one, number right, that's two. That's a whole nother discussion. People keep going. <laughs> number two, I think it actually pushes the Wizards into the conference finals if everything lines up and fires on all cylinders. If and everybody stays healthy. We might be talking conference finals. That's a that's a big ass leapfrog. Yeah, but I mean, come on now. I'm the same guy that said that they were going to win 50 games three years in a row, and they let me down one by one game, and then the next two years is just trash. But I, I, I'm giving them I'm giving them mid, middle of the pack at best, and and the X factor is the kid that just they just drafted, and you know you, you come he comes over here. And, you know, the NBA game is different from overseas, but the NBA game has been tailored to fit European styles. So, you know, the the floor is laid out for him to definitely thrive over here. I hope he does. You know, I'm I'm praying that he does because, like, look, I I love the Wizards. I want to see the Wizards relevant. You know, I want to see them – Top Eastern Conference. I want to see them beat. I'm tired of losing to Toronto. I, I you know, I'm t- I hate Toronto. You know, you know, we're talking about the Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan Raptors. They just could not beat them. They just couldn't beat them regularly. They just, you know, um, well, you know, I'm tired of being the Eastern Conference doormat. I'm, you know, I want to be relevant. I want them to to win and and be, you know. Formidable. I want people to be like, oh, we gotta play the Wizards, man. And that, you know, oh, we're gonna play the Wizards. All right, cool. What am I gonna do after this? We hit a couple clubs. Cause we gonna beat them. Hit a couple clubs. You know, go. Uh, I can bring the family down here. Go sightsee. We ain't been to the nation's capital in a while. I want people to circle this game. And be like, they beat the, the dog shit out of us last time. We gotta get them. So, um. Scott Brooks. You know I'm not a Scott Brooks fan. I don't see who could be. What ha- what has he done in his tenure here in Washington to make any fan jump on the bandwagon of one Scott Brooks, former undrafted point guard who has a world championship with uh, Houston, but who who who's what has he done? I just I just thought about something. The Wizards are one for two. What you mean? The Wizards are one for two. They signed Scott Brooks and hoping of learning Kevin Durant. They struck out. Now they reunite Scott Brooks and Russell Westbrook. Oh, you are absolutely right. Yeah. So he has a player that he's he's had you know under his wing for a while. So that's going to be an interesting combination to see how that works out. Me personally, and I said this when Tommy Shepard took the job, this wasn't his hire. And you see it all across sports, not just basketball. When a GM comes in, 
um, especially if it's a GM with some, you know, some moxie that has control. They usually want their own people at the helm. And I can see Scott Brooks just being his last season. I don't know how many years he signed under with his contract, but I could see Tommy Shepard putting his guy in place. I can see him seeing how this season goes, seeing how talent is developed because um, that's something else that this organization has not been good at. I mean, we're talking about the Bullets days when Weber was here, when um, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. They are not good at developing their own people. Um, Brad is an exception. John is an exception. They didn't develop Gilbert and those guys. They came from other teams. They were already ready to go. Um, Brennan Haywood left here, got a ring. JaVel McGee left here, got a ring. Nick Young left here, got a ring. Uh, I know I'm missing somebody. Um, when you look back at the Wizards that were here over the last 10, 12 years that have a ring now, and you could, you just, if you piece that team together, you, if you piece that team together, I mean, maybe they don't win a ring together. I mean, Rip Hamilton got traded here from here, won a ring in Detroit. Ben Wallace, defensive player of the year, dominant defensive player. You know, guess where he's from? He came here. You know, they had Rasheed Wallace. Um, yeah, was Rasheed Wallace even starting was he, when he was here? No, nah, he was behind Weber and Jawan Howard. That's what I thought. Rasheed goes to Portland and Portland dominates. And they, but that Rasheed Wallace trade had to happen because Scott Skiles was getting older and they needed a point guard. So they had to go get Strick. And Rod ah. Strickland here, for all his faults, Rod Strickland was an animal here in DC. But guess what? You had Rod Strickland and, and nobody to help him. Like, yeah. he, he, he had. They had some decent teams with Rod. But, you know, Rod was a show in itself. Like, Rod was Rod was it. You know, I, I like Rod, you know. Um, but it's just like, just imagine if Rod, every, if they could have pulled something off to get somebody Rod's caliber and kept Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that would have been a whole different dynamic. But, but the, the thing with Rod Strickland, he brought a different dynamic to the team because he related to Jawan Howard. He related to Chris Webber. And those teams, those mid-90s bullets slash wizard teams were on the rise. I don't know what – I. Were. God rest his soul. But Wes Unseld as a GM was not what it should have been. He could not pull the star power – and I don't know, maybe it's because nobody wanted to come here, so he was just taking leftovers, but he could not pull guys here to further that team along. And I, I still to this day don't agree with him trading Chris Weber and giving Jawan Howard the uh the 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 contract. I felt if you wanted to split those two up, send Howard away, but keep Weber because Weber was more talented of the two. Right. Jawan was smart. He definitely was. And and let me tell you why that happened. And this is just my opinion. Wes Unsell is old school. 
Okay, West. Thank, he want he he wants things done a certain way. When the Strickland Howard Weber bullets was put together, that was the turning age of the the golden age of the NBA, where the younger younger generation were coming in doing things differently than what West Unsell was used to. So when I think the last straw for West was when Chris got in trouble. So you trade away. The and then you know that's another name. Whoever goes to Sacramento, they fight with the Lakers. You know those couple of years in them epic battles for Western Conference supremacy. But Wes also, you know, he he took the cleaner cut, the more well-spoken Jawan Howard to be the face of the franchise versus dealing with Chris Webber and his issues. Now nowadays, those issues Chris Webber had was, was nothing now. Nothing. Well, that's true. Well, getting pulled over and getting maced by the police on 202 uh, on your way to practice, I think that's a lot. And, you know, they pulled him over for speeding because he was late. And remember, he lived in Mitchellville. All, all the Wizards players always lived in Mitchellville. But he was late. And this is when they were still playing at U.S. Air Arena. And no, no, take that back. They had moved downtown. But either way, Chris Webber was on 202, and he, he got pulled over, and he got maced by the police because of the, the strong weed smell. Mm-hmm. He got caught smoke. Okay, yes, he was wrong. But immediately trading him after that, and I was like, they'll never win again because they, they traded one of the best players in franchise history, and look what happened. He got himself together, and he played for a formidable a formidable team that almost won a championship um and, and it's kind of the same situation now he needed a fresh start Chris Webb needed a fresh start and went to Sacramento and did you know really big things man you know he was he was still himself there but he you know that woke him up you know and and like I said it just goes back to the original like it, it's just this has not been a place where they developed their own you look at Golden State, and I, and I talk about this all the time. Nobody wanted to go to state, go to Golden State. Nobody wanted anything to do with that. You know what they did? They drafted their championship. You hear what I said? They drafted their championship. Steph, Clay, Draymond. They drafted their core and put some. They added you, you add pieces. They added Iggy. You know what I'm saying? Javale, Nick Young. They went and got Kevin Durant, but they already had their core. They drafted their core, just like Phoenix is trying to build, just like Utah with Spider Mitchell. Um, you know, they did Boston. Boston, Danny Ainge will cut your throat to get past you to get the next player. And they, the, the person's throat he cut was a Boston Celtic. Like, he is cutthroat. And, you know, that, that goes with a price, too, because players pay attention to that, who you're loyal to. We talk about Isaiah Thomas, somebody that was here. After I, all Isaiah Thomas did for, for Boston, guess what Danny Ainge did? I peace. <laughs> have, a good, have a good career, man. Peace. Isaiah Thomas was Boston for a hot second. You know what I'm saying? And you don't – it's just like yeah, yeah, we're living in a new age, a new 
you know, where players aren't loyal to the teams and teams have never been loyal to the players, but it's just certain way you treat certain people, you know, people in general, just, but you just, ah, that's another subject. But, um, so let me ask you this, KG, what's your win total for this team this season? What do you think they're going to finish as far as wins and position in the Eastern Conference? Don't, don't, don't do this to me. Because every okay. time, okay. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna answer it. But every time we do this, I wind up owing you some. I owe, I owe you food. Like I owe not, you like I, seven different meals. <laughs> I'm not even gonna bet you the food this time. But all right, before before we get to that question, let me ask you this: Does Bradley Bill average over thirty points this year? Mm. No, sir. I I think he'll be a shade under. I, I'll say anything twenty five and above is good. But I I think dare I say it. If both Russ and Beal stay healthy, they're going to be the highest scoring backcourt in the league. Here you go with this. You sound like John Wall now. No, because you know both of them. That's all. I didn't just because they can score doesn't translate to wins. You sound like John Wall with the best backcourt in the league. No, I, I didn't healthy. say best. I, I didn't just. Nope. I said if they stay healthy because both of them can score. You you saw Brad could score. But he didn't really showcase all of his talent. But he's if he can step his game up to the next level this upcoming season, uh, Westbrook does his thing. Everybody else falls in line. They can put up – you can outscore the world. But it doesn't mean a thing if you're scoring – who was that that was scoring? 130, 135, but they were still losing. That was the Wizards, correct? Yeah, they had they had some high-scoring games. They did. And they still lost. It doesn't okay. matter how you, – you, you got to outscore the other team. You can still be the high-scoring team and a high-scoring backcourt, but it doesn't mean a thing if it doesn't translate to wins. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. I definitely don't think he's going to average 30 this like, like this year – if he was going to go on a scoring craze, he, he had all the opportunity because, like I said, he, he didn't have a, another dominant score on the team. So, like, the ball was his. And I don't have it right in front of me, but I, can you pull up what he averaged for this season? It Ooh, definitely will, yeah, it definitely won't be 30. Not with Russell Westbrook uh, on the court. It, 30 it, and a half, if I'm not mistaken. 30 and a half, yeah. It, let, it let, let me double check. won't be that. Oh, no. 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 But I, I can see I, twenty anything twenty five and above is good. It's good. You're playing with house money, then. You I, know, I, I'm I'm gonna say twenty six. I think I think we we're looking at twenty six a game from um, Bill because he he's he's definitely when you, when you talking about shooting and scoring, he's definitely the more consistent score out of Russell between the two because. Russ at times forces his. Mm-hmm. He, he he'll force his points, and you know that that's that's what you know some of the issue is with Westbrook forcing stuff. But um, far as Westbrook coming here, I'm happy to have him. Uh, you don't you know what I'm saying you don't come across dynamic MVP caliber type players like this all the time, and we always say nobody wants to come here. Um, I saw him post on his uh. His Instagram, you know, his goodbye and thank you to Houston. He's like, you know, next on to the Washington Wizards. You know, like we all seen, 
you know, when players get traded, they, you know, they won't even acknowledge the team. Like, you know, they'll call their their agent and be like, look, let let them know to release me or trade me somewhere else. It's not happening. So that the fact that he's embracing coming to the Wizards is very, 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 very encouraging. You know, um, it's this is for me. I think Brad is going to be about a twenty-six. Brody probably about twenty-three. Probably averaging a triple double. Um, I think he probably would damn near average a triple double. Um, for me, I'll, I'll answer the question first since I, I, I asked it. They won 25 games this year. I'm going to say, and let me pull it up so that I'm looking, make sure I'm looking where I'm looking at. I'm going to put them at 43 games won this year. 43 games, six spot in the East in the East playoffs. That's their finishing spot. Playing the third seed was more than likely to be Milwaukee, Boston, or the Heat. So, talk to me. I I put mine out there first. Tell, tell me what you what you looking at. I'm not going to say 60. I'm not going to say 50. I think they'll be above 500. Because, I mean, Russell Westbrook's going to get you above 500 alone. Uh, I'll say 45 wins and possibly the fifth or sixth seed. They're going to okay. back back and forth, fifth or sixth seed, because I think the Eastern Conference is going to be tough this year. So we're about on the same page where we, where we think they're going to finish up. Yeah. Because I, I, as much as I want to say, you know, the added star power, the added firepower, I don't know what some of these young guys can do. And one thing that I want to do is I want to pay attention more to Washington's games so I can see these guys in in game action and not, you know, when it's coming down to the end of the season and, you know, everybody already gave up and they're like, all right, well, whatever, we're just playing the lowly Wizards. I want to see what these guys do jumping out the gate. And this is a special circumstance with a truncated season. You have to come out of the gate on fire, ready to play, because the Lakers have already retooled and are talking about repeating. LeBron just signed an $85 million contract. Mm-hmm. Going, uh, AD then signed a $100 million contract. They are ready out there in the West. Are you ready in the East? And as of right now, uh, nobody is Giannis, – Giannis is still a buck for now. But he's coming up on in contract year. Correct? Yeah, I think so. So if that's the case, you got to look at the whole Eastern Conference and you got to say, you know what? We got to we got to we got to strap up and we got to start playing. They got to need to play great defense, but they also need to win games win damn games. You can't bullshit around and just think, well, I'm going to sit back and we got this. No, no, no. I'm talking about come out the gate and destroy people. If you lose, lose by five. Lose by three. Lose on a last second shot. Don't get blown out by lowly teams. They have to buck 
the trend that has been Washington Wizards basketball for the last 35 years. But see, that's that's maybe nope, take that back. They won in 78, 79, I think. 79, 79. it's been 79. It was, they've been playing the same way. And playing the same mediocre ball for for forty years, it's time to change. Okay, here here's here's where it's going to be tough. Yes, it's NBA basketball. You know, Brody's a veteran. Bill's a veteran. Better. They still have to learn how to play with each other. Everybody, because Russ brings an entirely different style, a different court attitude. Uh, in your face type of approach to don't you know Brody gets into it on the court with people. And it this is something the Wizards have not had in a long time. Somebody that the big men have to protect because he's gonna be drawn at somebody in somebody's face and the Wizards have you know had they haven't had you know they they're the, the kid in the corner quiet. You know, trying not to laugh, trying to get not get joned on. Now you're gonna be in the front of the classroom in the in the right on the fire, like I said, you know, Russ was on the court. That's one thing you cannot deny about Russ. It's 110 the whole game. You know, do he take questionable shots? You can you can debate if he's clutch or not. You can debate you know, um, you know how he gets along with you know teammates, coaches, whatever the case may be. But the on the court, you can't deny. But like I said, the Wizards haven't seen anything that, you know, not no firecracker like this. So when he comes on the court, you know, in people's face, dunking on people, coast to coast, beating his chest, like this is a whole new dynamic. And, it, you know, I hope the Wizards feed off of it. I hope it changes the attitude of the team. They haven't had anybody like Robin Lopez. Like these, like, let's, let's talk about Robin Lopez for a second. This is a piece that this team has been missing for a long time. Somebody that can get dirty, get the elbow and come down. I mean, get the rebound and come down with an elbow just to let you know, hey, stay out of this area. He's he's He can get dirty. The Wizards haven't had anybody. Gortat was that a little bit. He wasn't good at it. But only time Gortat was like that is when he had Nene backing him up. Like, he could talk shit. Because and Nene was over his shoulder. Exactly. That's the and, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Robin Lopez don't need anybody. Brody don't need anybody. They, they're in, enforcers in their own, especially Robin Lopez. They're mm-hmm. enforcers in their own right. They don't care if anybody's backing them up. That's why I'm saying it's going to be interesting to see if the other Wizards back them up. Like for Russell Westbrook, you have to. That's your star of the team, the MVP. Like, if he gets into something on the court, which he will, you want to start jaw jacking with somebody, you're going to have to. It's probably going to be Robin Lopez. Mm-hmm. You know, more than likely. Um, and you know something about okay. Robin Lopez? That, that's that's going to be uh, – a, a, it's going to be a key contribution to the Wizards. What's that? He can shoot the three. Mm-hmm. And I love it when he shoots the three. You see the, the, the you see the, the the sipping of the tea with the three fingers. Yeah, I love yeah. it. The, I, it. I miss him uh, in Chicago. Hey man, it's going to be interesting because we both got this team finishing about fifth or sixth in the, in the East. 
Uh, the kid they just drafted could be definitely an X factor. You got Bertans that's going to open up the floor. You cannot leave Bertans open. Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, Bertans, Bill that can shoot. Brody that can go coast to coast, go to the rim with authority. Um, Hachimura, you know, coming into his second season, you know, he everybody like everybody can feed off everybody. And just like what you were saying, like if this team gets rolling on all cylinders, you could see something special with this team. It, but, you know, I'm just not a believer in Scott Brooks taking them to that level. That's just my only thing, man. Like, I, I, I really see, like I said, this is Tommy Shepard's what, second year as GM going into second yeah. season. So yeah. I, I, I got a feeling – it's just, you know, just a feeling, you know, I don't have nothing concrete to back it. I think this is going to be Scott Brooks last year, especially if this team sputters real bad and doesn't come out, you know, really doing it. And if they do fall, whether, you know, seventh AC or fighting to get to eight, to the AC, that's Scott Brooks' job. Mm. So, um, you know what? It, it, it needs to be something. To be Scott, Scott Brooks has to be put on the hot seat. Because what was that? Was it two years ago he was put on the hot seat? The last year they made the playoffs and they went on a little run, mm-hmm. even though they lost in the first round, but they went on a run. And then after that, that what was yeah, that was two years ago because John Wall was playing. That's when all the false reports came out. Said he yelled at him behind closed doors and called him mayonnaise boy and all that. But pretty much <laughs> John Wall. John Wall told Scott Brooks, fuck you. So you knew right then and there, if Scott Brooks was going to stay, the, the handwriting's been on the wall for two years. And John Wall was going to be gone. Or Scott Brooks was going to be gone. And it seems like they want to stick with Scott Brooks. I don't know why. I, I've said it for the last three years that we've been doing this show. Mark Jackson needs to come to D.C., Take the reins of this ship, work with Tommy Shepard, and develop a winner. But Mark Jackson needs to be kept here to see it through so he can get the credit and get his flowers while he's here and win a championship. Because that championship, those championships in Golden State belong to Mark Jackson. And even Steve Kerr himself will say that. I didn't teach them this. This is what Mark Jackson showed them. We're gonna have to have a we're gonna have to have a whole nother show so you can get your Mark Jackson frustration out. Well, you know how I feel about him, man. You you know, I I I I hate it that he's blackballed. And he's gonna stay he's gonna stay blackballed too. He's not get he's not getting a job. I don't think he is. You you telling me first, uh Fisdale. Fisdale gets fired in, in New York. How I don't understand. But Fisdale gets fired in New York. You don't bring the native son back. You don't bring Mark Jackson back. The former Nick, the St. John's, well, at the time, Redmond legend. You don't bring him back to coach the Knicks. The Knicks are their own. That, that's a whole other issue with the Knicks. <laughs> they like to fire anybody with the roster they have is like laughable, you know. I thought the Wizards roster was in bad shape. The Knicks roster, that's a whole nother conversation. Whole nother conversation. 
you need to, to map out a week's worth of shows to talk about that. Just glad, just be glad if you're not a New York Knicks fan, you've done something right so far. That, you know, that is, yeah. ugh. I, I mean, it's it's the New York Knickerbockers. If, if Phil Jackson couldn't save that daggone uh, franchise, who can? It's hard to save a franchise when, you know, it's just incompetence. From the At top. the ownership, yeah. There you go. It, it's just it's hard to do, you know. When owners can't get out of their own way, and you know, you see it all across the sports. You know, it's it's a balance of knowing when to get out the way and knowing when to you know to speak your mind. Because like at the same time, these owners are this is their money. This is their product. So you know, to say, hey, just shut up and sit back and watch, and you know. But at the same time, like, you know, hey, I want to be consulted, you know, for free agent. I'm not going to, you know, I don't know basketball, but I want to know what the character of this person is, any legal troubles that we should know about, you know, what are we bringing? Are we bringing a shit storm here? You know, is he a locker room? Um, you know, what, what are we doing here? That That's what I want to know, you know? Then you could, you know, you know, you want to sit in on the meetings and stuff and just be like, hey, I just want to know what's going on. That's your right to do that. But the meddling and, you know, picking players because he uh, he beat your alma mater and, you know, but they're not a fit for the team. and You can't do this and that. Like, it, it, why are we talking about the Knicks? This is frustrating. This talk. <laughs> Just talking about the Knicks, like, oh my god! Well, I, I say we go ahead, and we wrap it up, uh, get a final thoughts because we are an hour and nine minutes going on ten minutes into this particular show. Um, but this, this is, I hope this is the level of catharsis that some Wizard fans needed because. Bashing John Wall on the way out for all that he did, yeah, he did, he was plagued by injuries, but he was still DC. I mean, they made a whole dance all based off of him. So I just I just hope that everybody looks at this. Don't put too much uh, into what to expect from the Wiz kids. Don't think it's championship because you got Brody. Because you're you setting yourself up for a letdown. But take it for what it is. This could be something special if everything lines up right. We've seen runs in this city where it looks like the season's just done and then all of a sudden the team goes on a run and, you know. Next thing you know, you got a championship. Exactly. We've seen it with the Capitals. We've seen it with the Nationals. And, exactly. And like, we, like we said, you know, Brody – wasn't a good fit in Houston, you know? So he comes here now. Uh, like I said, you know, he comes here now. This is this is Brody's team, you know? It just is what it is. Like, right now, if you're a Wizards fan, you should be excited and sad at the same time. He lost John Wald to Houston, you know, great player, great individual. Um, you know, I wish him the best, man. I hope that Houston can make a run. I hope he can – you know, because, you know, with James Harden, it damn near shooing to make the playoffs. So, you know, he gets to see the playoffs maybe from a different perspective. 
you know, get to be in a battle with, you know, the Western Conference, that's a whole nother animal over here. But bringing it back over here, you get an MVP. You get a walking triple-double. You get somebody that attacks the basket. That's going to open up the floor for Bertans, Bill, Robin Lopez, and anybody else that can shoot anything. That's going to open up a whole nother level of play for everybody because, like I said, he's going 110%. He's not afraid to get in your face and tell you you're not. So we'll sit back, Wizards fans. A couple of weeks, we'll be watching some basketball. I'll, I'll be at the front and center. I want to see this. I want to see how it plays out. I want to see if they can beat my prediction. If they can beat my prediction of fifth and sixth seed, and, and creep up the top four, top three. Hey, man, look, I, I, I'm always the first to come back on the air and, and eat my crow. So I'll be waiting for that. Be excited. Embrace the change. It's time to win. That's what that's what this is about at the end of the day. Winning basketball, getting this organization back on the map where you're not you know, sitting on a sofa with your your face, your head planted in your face, uh, your hands the whole time, just wondering why you're watching this, why you even frustrate yourself with this. So, with that KG man, we need to go ahead and get us out of here, man. Well, thank everybody for listening who joined us live. This will be available immediately tonight. I'm not even waiting till the morning. It'll be available tonight for re-listen. So. Be sure to go back and listen and see what you missed. Um, then also, we got the WrestleManiacs returning. Uh, got a lot to talk about. Um, Sting showing up at AEW, signed a multi-year deal. Um, the passing of the very first Intercontinental Champion, Pat Patterson. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about this weekend. Um, then we also need to talk Sunday, the boss BJ and myself will do the Sunday rise, and we got a showdown coming Monday. My Washington football team versus the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers that Jim and Junie love, and this is going to be the litmus test, and I'm ready for it. So, got a real heavy weekend, chock full of shows, chock full of information, so be sure to turn your notifications on for that. But, that is all our time for tonight. Y'all be easy. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace.